This is Scott Vanderplue, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 54. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so fast. Welcome back to All Things AE, where we take the written word from aeindex.org and bring it to as much life as I can muster in my voice. We'll be discussing what has happened in the past month on the website and in the world of artist editions. So let's get to it. No uh, focused topic for this month, but we've got uh, several things to discuss. Might as well hop into shipping changes. Um, We'll go right shipping changes since there were no solicitations again this month. Uh, There is uh, a new Artisan Edition in the works. It hasn't been announced yet, but uh, it's Mike Mignola, Hellboy in Hell. Uh, I saw it listed on Penguin Random House's website. I'll give it a few months, and then I'll add it to the website. But no solicitations of any AE format book. Uh, Shipping changes was the Steranko Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Artisan Edition has been moved to September 8th. That's the only change. We currently have four titles uh, on the docket for this year with actual shipping dates. That's Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artisan Edition, still scheduled for June 30th. EC Covers Artist Edition, still scheduled for July 7th, with the aforementioned uh, Nick Fury Artisan. And then John Buscema's Marvel Heroes Artist Edition for October 13th. Interestingly, I also see October 12th frequently listed. That is the bookstore release, the Penguin Random House release, which books come out on Tuesday. So... You may see listed as the 12th, which is the Tuesday. You may see listed as the 13th. Depends on where you're going to get it from. You're getting it from Amazon or uh, Barnes & Noble or Indigo, then you may, it should ship to you or may arrive the 12th. Uh, getting it from a comic shop, you're going to get it the 13th. And speaking of changes, we've got two crowdfunded books that seem to be slipping as well. Um, first one we can say is the, the new one from P. Craig Russell. And the newsletter, the Indiegogo, sorry, the Indiegogo update, number 15, from Wayne Allen Herald, said that they, uh, they're they both now vaccinated, him and uh, Craig. And they've been able to go to the Billy Island Cartoon Library Museum in Ohio to borrow his art because he's donated most of his art there. So they borrowed some art for the book. They started scanning again. And it, uh, Craig says in the update that uh, we should get the book in the fall. So... And he mentions the shipping issues, which uh, you may not have heard about, but I think I've spoken about it. Uh, shipping containers are in short supply. Uh, boats are stacking up. Things are just being poorly handled coming out of Asia as far as uh, materials. So that all ties into the Steve Root update. Uh, that uh, Janelle Rude, Steve's wife, who handles the the crowdfunding and sales and everything else I think to do with uh, him uh, said that uh, they had a delay too I'll give you their blurb uh, these are printing and will be shipped at the end of the month unfortunately due to the current situation with cargo shipping we will be unable to get them in house quickly we attempted to get a portion of the book shipped ahead via air and the price was $75 per book sad to say we were quite literally waiting for our ship to come in that also comes at a high cost but we will be absorbing that and not raising any of the prices so bit disappointing. Uh, delay on that book. Delay on the other book from uh, Wayne Allen Herald. P. Craig Russell's Symbolist Fantasies, Fine Art Edition. 
So just to keep your fingers crossed, I mean, if you look at Artist Editions or AE format books for this year, it's slim pickings. IDW is going to have three uh, Artist Edition books released this year, um, a few Artisan Editions, which is interesting, but not new material for fans of uh, the site and this podcast. And then we're going to have the two crowdfunded, and I think that's it. So if everything comes through, we're going to have five AE format books this year. That's going to be the smallest number we've had in, in, in since uh, 2012. So uh, Scott Denbeer has said repeatedly that he he's trying to work at uh, four per year. I guess that fell a bit short this year, but we should be expecting four from IDW, you know, moving forward or moving from last year which did happen. So let's hope other publishers can get in the swing of things. We had that uh, the Titan book was announced, but we don't have any sort of shipping date for that yet. Maybe that's a 2022 date. Waiting and seeing, that's what we'll do. And speaking of books and changes, um, I caught this from Diamond and then asked uh, for confirmation from Scott Dunbeer. Uh, there's a second print of Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition coming out. The first print sold out, and apparently that was their biggest print run ever. And this second print is just going to be exactly the same as the first print, except it will say second print inside. Same cover, same everything else. So I guess with the uh, sales through Penguin Random House, things are really picking up. And uh, much more interest in the book and much more awareness in the books. We'll see if that translates to the EC covers, which is you know coming out in a month and a bit. And, of course, the John Buscema's Marvel Heroes, which looks awesome. I had a chance to peruse a retailer preview and include the whole book as a pdf uh not great detail but i was uh able to pull the table of contents from that i will be posting that in an artifacts post this week on aeindex.org so just a table of contents, nothing else um it's a preview book i would not want to show any of the interior of the book other than this table of contents so look for that this week i'll also with that i will put up uh the shipping changes that uh, wayne allen Harold mentioned so, I am harassing Wayne for a cover of the book. I don't know if he's got a, you know, when the book was solicited through Indiegogo, there was no cover. I asked him for a cover. He was in the midst of shipping. Uh, he was in the midst of moving. So now that he's moved and out and about, I'm going to ask him again uh, if he's got a cover image for us because that'd be awesome. I'd like to have that in the index proper just to show a list. All right. That's uh, the artifacts for this month. Let's talk about the poll, because this is an interesting poll this month from our good friend, David Chicoy, great Patreon patron and uh, overall fan of all things AE, just like the rest of us here. Here's the poll. These modern masters have worked on some of Marvel's and DC's most iconic comics of the last decades. Their unique styles are unrecoverable, yet so many artists have been inspired to emulate them. All of them left us far too soon, yet left a huge mark on the world of comics. Who among them is most deserving of the AE treatment? Which of these gone-too-soon artists deserves the AE format treatment? All right. We had Norm Brayfogle, Darwin Cook, Steve Dillon, Seth Fisher, John Paul Leon. I don't have to tell you how the voting gone, because everybody who listens to the podcast, I'm sure, went to the site on the 16th when the polls go live and voted. But I will give you what things stand for now. I think if you were guessing... You'd guess right. Darwin Cook leading with 40 votes. I did vote for Darwin Cook on this as well. Uh, John Paul Leon, 26 votes, coming in number two. Uh, number three, still Steve Dillon with 11 votes. Norm Brayfogle, 10 votes. Seth Fisher, 7 votes. Uh, my second vote would be John Paul Leon. So this is very rare that I actually line up 
uh, with the voters here. But uh, Darwin Cook, I mean, awesome. Who wouldn't want that? That's the poll. As always, that goes up on the 16th of the month. It used to be the 15th, and I realized, hey, that's not halfway. I'm going to start. I want it the half of the month, so 16th to the end. So that this poll ends, as always, today. I'm always recording the last day of the month. Again, you can't say always. You, know, you can't see these things. Some days I do actually let it slip to the first, but most podcasts I record on the last day of the month, and the polls go to the last day of the month. So if you'd still like to vote, Go on. I am trying to keep the voting alive. Uh, older polls have reset, but the last few have been good. So you can always just go back and vote, see if people are still voting on these things. All right. Now is the time when we normally talk about sales. But again, with Diamond, the change and everything, there's no sales numbers. We haven't really seen a book where we'd see sales numbers anyways. We've only, uh, the X-Men book would be the only one. Uh but that month has passed. So let's go to Artist Edition Index out of print sales for April 2021. These are sales of any book that Diamond lists either as out of print or back ordered. Now, back ordered seems to be a moving target sometimes. Some of these books actually come back in stock. Uh, an example is uh, Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine Artist Edition. That book showed back ordered for, I don't know, two years, maybe a little more, and then suddenly it was back in stock. So I don't know if sometimes, you know, if somebody finds something at the warehouse and goes, hey, we got more of these. But let's look at some numbers. Uh, this month isn't as dramatic as we've seen before, but there's still some high sales numbers. So Alien, the Illustrated Story, the original art edition, two copies sold for an average of 262.47. That book is just moving up. Uh, two copies of Best of EC Comics, Volume 1, Artist Edition, for an average of 285.09. There's a bump as well. Two copies, three copies of Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition, averaging 156.16. I think that's a little bit down. Three copies of Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer Artist Edition, first print, sold for an average of 209.44. And two copies of the second print, sold for an average of 220. So it's all about the cover in that circumstance. I'm not sure how many people care about whether artist editions are first print or second print. I mean, logistically, you'd think that any corrections or any mistakes are fixed in the second print. And then you maybe want the more corrected book. Uh, old-timer comic collectors probably still want the first print. I mean, that's still sort of stuck in my mind. I, I have a hard time getting over that. All right. One copy of Deus Mezzicelli's Daredevil Warning and Artist Edition sold for $249.99. Um, I sold my copy, uh, my open copy for two twenty-five on through the website store, but I didn't add my number in there. I just thought I'd mention it. That's I haven't had a lot of sales, but uh, I got a couple. All right, Don Rose's Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume One, sold for one eighty-nine fourteen. Two copies of Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine sold for an average of one forty-four forty-eight. One copy of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition sold for one fifty. Two copies of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection, sold for an average of 133.63. Wow, still selling undercover. Wow. One copy of Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula's Edition, sold for 249.95. I feel like that was the breakout of the newer books uh, when the numbers started to go down. That was, has been maintained some higher prices. Uh, that came out in January of 2018. So three years old and still maintaining. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah, wow. Joe Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, one sold for $124.97. One copy of Jack Davis's EC Stories sold for $299.99. Wow. So there's a twice-up EC book. I think these EC books are starting to get some legs, too. 
Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the world's greatest artist edition. One copy, one forty nine ninety nine. No copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four artist edition. I wonder if that's because the artisan edition is coming out. Don't know. All right, two copies of Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor artist edition sold for an average of one seventeen fifty three. One copy of Jim Lee DC Legends sold for two twenty five. One copy of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition sold for one hundred one sixty nine. One copy of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Apes sold for ninety nine ninety five. Two copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Forest Edition sold for an average of one ninety nine ninety eight. Two copies of John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition sold for one twenty four ninety nine average. So that's just I think those sold for a hundred hundred twenty five. I'm waffling on those early prices. They're hard to gauge. I think that Rocketeer was a hundred. I think Thor was a hundred. I'd have to look it up. Let's just you know, let's let's diverge for one moment and just check the sell. It was in fact one hundred US. All right, good. I've got links to uh, the reviews. If you click on any of the titles in the out of print sales index, it just goes right to review. So that's what I did right now. All right, so it was a hundred dollar cover, and this has an artisan edition. So it's kind of low. One copy of the uh, Volume 2 of that was sold for, na- for $150. 2 copies of Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition sold for an average of $302.50. This book has really moved up this year. Yowzers. 1 copy of Marvel Covers Artist Edition First Print, $137.50. 2 copies of Michael Golden's Micronauts, averaging $240.26. 1 copy of Mike McNola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories in Artist Edition Second Print, $125. That has a $150 cover, so that's not a bad deal. Two copies of Sergio Aragonés' *Grew the Wanderer*, averaging 142.50. Two copies of *Spawn Vault* edition, averaging 237.50. One copy of *Star Wars: Dark Times* gallery edition, $50. One copy of *Strength and Courage* and Shield artist edition, first print, 155. Again, this, I think the art is awesome in that book. I love Stranko. I love that early Shield stuff, and the twice up 15 by 22 book. Just get the get the full-size artist edition don't don't get the artisan edition please there's there's second print still available you can find this first print online it really needs the bigger size all right two copies of book of ballads the original art edition sold for an average of 4612 one copy of the prisoner original art edition sold for 185 i don't get that two copies of yusagi jimbo samurai and other stories gallery edition sold for an average of 16004 Two copies of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition sold for an average of four forty-two. That's down from the ridiculous high we saw earlier, six seventy-five. But again, I digress. Isn't that what this podcast is all about? Me digressing about what's on the website. One copy of Walter Simonson's Star Wars Artist Edition sold for one fifty-two twenty-nine. One copy of Walter Simonson's Thor Artist Edition, first print sold for one thirty-five, and that is the index out of print sales for April. Let me see if I put anything new. I did on the crazy prices list at the bottom of my page. Daredevil's, sorry, David Mazzuccelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition signed, slipcased, sold on May 2nd for $1,664.99. That is not my record. On my list. My record still stands with John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition Remark for 1800 John Burns, X-Men Artifact Edition Sign comes in third at 1000 799 for Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition Signed. The newest book that is still commanding high prices. Wally Wood, we talked about, 675 And then we have one copy of Alien, the Illustrated Story, 
Original Art Edition sold for $374.95, April 26th. What is going on? Now remember, that Alien book had two two editions. There was the one through Diamond that had a signature page signed by Simonson in pencil. I don't understand why he signed it in pencil. And then we had a general book release with no signature page. So if you're hunting for Alien Illustrated Story, there's an art edition, get the one with the signature page if it's not that much more money for you. That is definitely the way to go. All right, that is monthly sales. Good times. What else be going on on the website? All right, I mail. I was going to talk about mail. Who, who buzzed me? Uh, Billy H. tweeted me again and let me know that a link on the site on the index proper did not work. It went to the, so I was thankful for that. Uh, please, everybody, I have no ego uh, in this. If you see something that's broken on the site, please email me, scott at aindex.org. I really want the site to be the best I can. But I, I'm the only one doing it, and, uh, you know, things like that happen. Uh, a link will go, or there'll be an edit, and something will break. And I don't know about it, and then I feel like people are missing out because I have not been able to give them the right links. So thanks, Billy H., for that. And everybody, please write into me. I will answer any questions I have. Uh, I had some mail back and forth with Scott Dunbar this month. Again, I asked about uh, the Jim Lee uh, second print, and he said no new cover, no new anything. Uh, and as well, uh, he did mention to me that the John Buscema book is uh, wrapped at the printers, so it should be on time for October 12th slash 13th. Uh, what else? Oh, um, just I want to make a reminder, if you're not following, I've been doing uh, flip-throughs. Um, I think we've talked about it ad nauseum on this, but again, isn't that what podcasts are for? Uh, about doing videos. I don't want to do video reviews still, uh, but I have been doing video flip through. So when a new book comes out, I try and uh, I put the book down, I get my phone out, I record it as I flip every page. So I have not done that many. Uh, I did the Micronauts, the Jim Lee X-Men. I did uh, Drone K, Drone Blush, uh, Contra Fashion, which is a review I'll be talking about in a few minutes. So I'm trying to do, you know, books, the new books as I get them. I'm trying to do the video flip through. Uh, some books I've been... If, I'm only going to do the artist editions for now. Uh, I did review a second book this month, and that was Big John Buscema, Comics and Drawings, which is a, a, a catalog. I just didn't feel like flipping through that as well. I probably won't be doing flip-throughs of soft covers just because it's hard to hold the page open sometimes on soft covers and flip. So, anyways, I did do some backtracking. I did the uh, Rocketeer, and then somebody asked for a contract with God, so I did that one. So there is a link to YouTube on the site. So if you can, I'd love it if you subscribed. And then just catch what we do there. Uh, I do this podcast on YouTube as well. And I'm doing the video flip-throughs. Nothing else right now. Uh, As well, mid-break here, this is always my time to promote uh, fundraising. I guess it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, I have three ways you can help me. You can be a Patreon patron for a dollar or more a month. Greatly appreciate that. It's just uh, sign-ups on the website everywhere. You can, or you can go to patreon.com slash aindex or aindex.org slash patreon. Uh, I put the links pretty well everywhere. So any review, any th- you'll see it. Uh, second way is by buying something through the site. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, most of the links I have are affiliate links, which means I get a small percentage back. Uh, if at all possible, please use my things from another world links. They give me the best return. After that, I think it's a books, Forbidden Planet, 
Amazon's the worst, but I mean, oh, eBay's good. So uh, please use those. That's greatly appreciated. I said three ways to support the site. I can't think of a third way right now. Interesting. What was I thinking? Do, 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 do. Nope. Drawn a blank. Sorry. Okay. That's that. Let's uh, get into the reviews. We'll go in order of publication date. Big John Buscema, Comics and Drawings. Here's the blurb. John Buscema has been called one of the finest comic artists who ever put pen to paper. I'm not sure who said that. I'm pretty sure the writer of this book did, but I'm not sure everybody else has. All right, anyways, digressing once more. His work from Marvel Comics on The Avengers, Thor, The Fantastic Four, and Silver Surfer are all classics, highly regarded by fans from around the world. The same is true for his definitive rendition of Conan the Barbarian. Buscema breathed life into Robert E. Howard's legendary creation in a manner that has rarely been rivaled. IGW is proud to announce the first American publication of John Buscema, Comics and Drawings, a special edition of the Fine Art Catalog, created for the most extensive exhibition of Buscema's art ever staged. Weighing in at nearly 300 pages, this gorgeous hardcover book is a dream come true for fans of the visual mastery of John Buscema, an artist whose ilk we are unlikely to see again. And that's some exciting copy right there. This book was released July 11th, 2012. It's nine... 0.7 inches by 11.2 inches, 328 pages, a hardcover. It's sold for $59.99 USD cover price. But let me preface that with good luck finding one. I bought this book when it came out and then let it languish on my shelf until now. So eight and a half years, just hanging out. This is unfortunately the pattern that I have for books. It looks interesting. I buy it. It sits on my shelf. I get to reading it years and years later. That's just how it goes. All right. Review full of pictures. As uh, always, I mostly this is I might as well just call them picto reviews because I have a whole lot of pictures, not a lot of words. Uh, this book has a lot of art. Um, basically, there's a it's a, a very nice biography and uh, written by Florentino Flores, and uh, he's not not afraid of stating some strong opinions there. So. Uh, the book has, like I said, has a lot of original art. And then he, there's 109 pages, full pages of original art in this. Sorry, there's 109 full pages of original art with over 100 of them being full comic images. There are some pages with multiple pieces of art, but very few. Uh, this was originally done as a softcover catalog for the exhibition in Italy. I, and then uh, edition Dies, edition Dies. I don't know if they did the French version or they did that soft cover version in Italian for the... I don't know, unfortunately. I'm drawing that from pictures of this book of the uh, when the exhibition opened and I see people with going walking around with the soft cover uh, catalog. So, uh, If you're a John Buscema fan, uh, this book is awesome. There's a lot of art. Uh, it's a good size, too. I mean, you know, uh, what did I say the size was? Basically, you know, nine point nine point seven by eleven point two. That's that's a good size. So you get you get some nice detail. Uh, we, there's a bit of overlap with this and the Sir John Sama Silver Surfer. Not a lot, obviously. There's there's a couple Silver Surfer pages. There's some covers. Um, that's not much of an overlap, I gotta say. Um, there was a there was that catalog earlier of John Buscema with the two stories, the Thor and the Conan, uh, and there's this, and then there's the right there's the new artist edition, but. As far as original art for John Buscema, it's, uh, there's not a lot of books. And this, you know, it's interesting, this um, this catalog in the text, he goes, he, you know, he states over and over again how fast Buscema was and how many pages he drew. When you look at it, it's like, really, he's, he's 
you know, following Kirby behind in his output. But uh, where, you know, where are these original pages? Where, you know, are they, were none of them kept together or very few? It's surprising. Uh, the book is really well done. Uh, Scott Dunbeer, I think, was the editor for IDW on this. He is a special projects editor, so I'm sure he edited this. The credits on the book are kind of hard to determine. They list IDW, and then they list, like, you know, Edition Ds. They list the catalog. They list the exhibition. It's a bit hard to decipher. I assume this is the IDW edition, so Scott Demir had to be the editor for this. Uh, beautiful hardcover, glossy pages, lots and lots of original art. Well worth picking up. So don't, uh, but like I said, man, life. I think I've got an eBay link here. Let me click on eBay and see if anything comes up. All right, one, oh my goodness, there's one on eBay right now. And it's it's 184.31. Let me check completed sold items here. Uh, none sold. So this could be few and far between to locate. I also did a books, which I don't, uh, no matches. Wow. I'm going to start adding Biblio too. So Biblio is sort of like a books where it's a collection of bookstores that list uh, books. So I'll look into that later. I signed up for it. You should start seeing links next month, but this one's a hard one to find. So if you can, uh, you know, set up a search for it on eBay and definitely pick this up if you're a Basema fan. All right, second review of this month was Jerome K. Jerome Blosh, Contrafaçon. Contrafaçon. Let me get the pronunciation from Google here. Here we go. Contrafaçon. Contrafaçon. So I was close. I like uh, Google Google, uh, pronunciations there. All right, let me give you the blurb for this. Now, this, again, is Google Translate, so please excuse. Uh, I tried to edit it, but uh, this is the information from the website. A 104-page album, 30 by 42 centimeter format, numbered and signed by Alain Dodier, containing the entirety of the 70 original plates in facsimile reproduction, 25 pages of color graphic notebook, resuming research, as well as all the plates and boxes abandoned or redone in a facsimile reproduction of the original. Reproductions of photos from Alain Dodier's personal collection. How an author puts himself in the scene. A magnificent silk screen book plate with an original illustration, 25 by 32 format, produced by the Print House Experience, signed by Alain Dodier. And a second book plate using the cover design with a new coloring from Studio Cerise. It is produced in high definition digital art proofing, printed by. Edition Bello Loco, a cardboard cover without gloss for an old effect, original cover visual, round spine in tile red canvas with hot stamping of the title. Printed on Munken Superior 170 gram paper, sent in shielded cardboard packaging. This book was released in December 29 by Edition Black and White. It is again 30 by 42 centimeters, 104 pages. It is 145 euros. Um, Yowzers! This uh, I've been watching uh, Edition Black and White, and its owner Raphael. Let me get this right. Wacker, W A C K E R. I hope I didn't pronounce that name correctly. Um, I've t- I've emailed him and asked questions because they've got a fine selection of books on their site. And you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the French market. I try and cover some of them. I don't have a, a depth here at all. But some of them will reprint um, the art pages as they are. And that's uh, 
like an artist edition and some of them will do the art in black and white format i see i find the bulk of them will do it in black and white and not scans of original art so you have to watch even on a site like this even on the uh edition of black and white i had to email them and say is this one you know is this one the, you know pages is this one isn't so it's a bit tricky and there is some language to observe when you're searching for these. It is, if you see planche originale en reproduction facsimile or planche facsimile, then you've got a good idea that it is um, the original reports. As well, one of the beautiful things about uh, Edition Black and White is, is a lot of pictures. So a lot of pictures of the book, and you can look at the pictures and say, yep, that is definitely original art. So that's that's a nice thing to do. Uh, I mean, that is why I started the uh, AE Index, is because I couldn't get pictures of anything. And I had no idea why I'd be spending money on these books. Or anybody else, really. Alright. So, just a couple things. Uh, this book is signed. It is numbered. It is numbered on the cardboard box, right on the sticker. And then that number corresponds to the book. Number that was obviously, the the book is numbered. And then uh, it is uh, there's a small sticker signed by Alain Dodier on the uh, end paper the first you open the book up there's the sticker it's neat how they actually got it to fit into the uh, art of the uh, end papers but then as I said there's two prints and the one print is numbered the same as the book so my book is 174 so therefore uh, my print my exclusive print and my book are 174 and that is stated on the box so very straightforward um, this book really uh I, you know, there was a comment on YouTube, no, sorry, on Facebook that said, you know, the, uh, you made a mistake here in my review. I said that, uh, he takes the best parts of the, uh, artist edition, you know, and creates this book. And, uh, the commenter said, that, you know, these, these books came, you know, the, uh, a format book started in Europe, which is very true. Their books of scans of original art did start there, but there's uh, no question that edition of black and white took. Um, the artist editions that were being produced in in Canada, in North America, as a uh, uh, I can't think of the word here. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, just some of the things about the book that say you know the Scream Artist Edition, um, the cardboard cover, the box, right, the case, cardboard case, uh, the sticker that shows the cover, right, the UPS code. The uh, publisher, uh, and then just how the book is produced—it's extremely well done. I really think this is—I I, edition back and forth. Based on this, I'm holding them in the highest regard. Uh, one of the things I do appreciate about the European books, and I wish I read French. Uh, my French is poor. I'm trying to learn some French. I struggle along with my uh, dictionary and uh, my Google Translate. But uh, not only do we get the full story in the original plates, and I, it's interesting they used he uses a black border as opposed to uh, uh, the white border, the off-white that we're used to seeing in North America. And if the page isn't quite full size, he did black border on the on the side as well. But mostly it's top and bottom. So I like that black really makes the inking pop. Really looks great. But then it's the extras, right? It's the signed and numbered, which is nice. Not a major selling factor for me. But it's the extras where it's not just extra original art. Um, it's dealing with the living or dealing with the artist. Now, this artist is living, 
So therefore, they're able to get materials. But like other books I've seen, the Franklin books, I you know had lots of background material as well. So the pictures of Alain Dodier, uh, basically him taking snapshots, you know, either cars or himself or other people, just for poses for models for his book. It's, it's nice to see. And then something I've never seen before is where he's when he redid panels, right? So he uh, he's got scans of panels that he rejected, and this preliminaries roughs and things like that it's this is an astounding book and i'm so pleased that i got it to purchase it the interesting thing is i've been uh, i've been buying from europe and i've been trying to get some decent shipping now i, I live in canada i think we've we all know that and but i have a u.s post box i mean the border's closed but i'm willing to get things shipped to the post box if it's much cheaper to ship to the states but um you know you, you're talking about 145 euros to this book and then i go online and i go to order it uh, from the publisher, and the shipping is, you know, 30-something euros, and I think, yeesh. And it's over, or sometimes it's 40, and I've seen, I've been quoted 60 for some of these books for shipping. Well, I'm not going to spend, that's, uh, at the current exchange rate, that's $90 Canadian for shipping for 60 euros, right? Um, that's insane. So I have found a site that I've been so thrilled with, and uh, this is not, I, I don't get, uh, I don't get affiliate, there's no affiliate as far as I can tell for this, but it's Collector BD. And uh, their shipping is really reasonable. Um, it's quick. They seem to have agreements with the publishers where the publisher ships the book to me. So, I, like, I had my quote. I had bought two books last month. I'll be reviewing the second one um, in June. But I had both books shipped to me for 30 euros, and they each came from their own publisher. So I don't know how they worked that out. I just placed a second order for three more books. That's probably going to be it for me for this year for French books. Because that's the budget. But uh, the one book is a Luzel um, Mickey Mouse book. And uh, previously I tried to order that. And, and uh, the person I ordered from said, well, it's over three kilos. So it's, it's 60 euros. That, that was my 60 euro quote. Ridiculous. I ordered that, another AE format book, and then a soft cover of the AE from uh, Dargaud. And uh, I, all three books are shipping to me from three different people. And it's coming in um, under 40 euros. And uh, Collector BD gave me a 5% discount. So I'm thrilled all around. This is, And I had a question about tax because the first time I had ordered from them, they showed tax. And I was what? And they, they replied immediately and said, no, no, that's uh, just ignore that. There is no tax because you're not in France. So I was amazing customer service, great shipping prices. The things come packed well. I can't say enough about uh, Collector BD for sure. Uh, I did want to mention one thing. You know, it mentions the 170-gram uh, paper. Um, I believe they meant 170 GSM. That's grams per square meter, and that is a, a measurement of paper. And this book's paper is quite thick. It's the thickest AE format book paper I've run across. I emailed Scott Dunbear, and I said, hey, what's the, you know, um, because Graffiti Designs states in there, uh, in the front of their book, on the Colophon blurb, did they use 160 GSM paper? I asked Scott what he uses. He says it varies sometimes depending on which printer they're using. It's between 150 and 160 GSM. And I wish I can really feel that going from 160 GSM to 170 GSM is uh, is is a big move. This this paper is just thick and luxurious. It's really really nice. Everything about the book screams quality. It really does. I, I said in the review, my closest what I would compare this closest to of any book would be um, Frank Miller's Sin City Careers collection because uh, it had that cloth spine 
It had all the extras in the back that were just more than just just some art. Um, it really went. They went above and beyond, and that's that's what I uh, what I tie this closely to. Unfortunately, John Lind and Kitchen Sink Books are gone now. Um, so we have to hope. I'm really keep I keep my fingers crossed that John lands somewhere else or just on his own, and he starts doing AE for Men books again. So we have to. We can only hope. But uh, that was a that was a very high bar, and I think uh, Edition Black and White is definitely uh, attaining that. So they have a new book coming out. Uh, Adam Agency Volume Two is coming out next month, hopefully. Fingers crossed again. And then when that ships, I will order one and get that. So, well, there you go. There's my. I will be getting more French books this year. Well, that's really that's a holdout for me. There's there's some other wonderful books. Uh, there's a new Wanted Lucky Luke, Emperor Charlotte, but unfortunately, uh, Matthew Bonhomme, the artist, uh, doesn't like his original art like that. He likes to do the books in black and white, so Edition Black and White is doing those, but they're in black and white, not original art scans. So that's that's a pass for me. All right, that wraps it up for this month. Again, visit us at aenx.org. Ask me any questions, scott at aenx.org. Support me, Patreon, or any of the links on the website. Thank you for listening and join me again next month. Let her go, let her go, God bless her. Wherever she may be, she can search this wide world over. She'll never find a sweet man like me. <laughs> <laughs>